Don't put him there. Don't. Okay. Make him sit. Make him sit? Yeah, there you go. That's better. Good, I feel... <coughs> Pull your mic up to your mouth. This fool. Um. Yeah. Hello, people. This is episode 200 of Street Smart Christian. We welcome you tonight. Because, <laughs> okay, this is weird now. Um. Coffee. No, I'm drawing a blank. You know. It's been good. It's been real. How was that conversation with Jesus? Uh, I wasn't. There was no. It was really one-sided. <laughs> He's a good listener. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have anything to say, but here we are on episode two hundred. <laughs> Did it? Uh, uh, was it still like? Awkward, even though it was a cardboard Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, what do you mean, still awkward? Well, as if I mean, what else? What would it, be the difference if, like, he appeared and sat? If it was here? real Jesus. Yeah. I would just, I'd, I'd pull a, a Peter, and say, Lord, turn away from me. Oh, I thought you. Listen <laughs> That's Not, way different, yeah, Peter, none. than I thought you were. I thought you were going to be like, ah, who? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know, Jesus. Who you talk, who's Peter? <laughs> no, remember when he, uh, the rooster crowed three times? Oh, that part of, yeah. That, <laughs> that, we don't like to talk about yeah, that, Peter. Mm, well, same guy. Yeah. yeah. No, man, shoot. This week has been... One for the record books. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of self reflection. I don't know about you, but yeah. You know, in moments where you're like, "What do I do here?" When you stop and you think about yourself and the things. Oh, sorry. This is probably my iPad. Is it? Oh. <sighs> you know, I self-reflect on my own past and upbringing and there's a lot of stuff to unpack there yeah you know whenever you have you do you ever do that you ever sit there and oh for sure you know think about go back as far as elementary school you know when you're a kid did you get in trouble as a kid in elementary school no never you were a little saint no, but I didn't get in trouble. No. Never got suspended as a kid. Uh, no, definitely never did. Ever. Never in 
Middle school? No. High never school? Been, no. Yeah. No, not in high school, not in middle school, not in elementary school. I never was suspended. Uh, I've had detention. Yeah. Uh, I did in-school suspension. That's suspension. Mm, not in the light that you're sent home. ISS? Yeah, that. but you're still in school. OSS? No, no OSS. Yeah. Well, let's do a little exercise here. Okay. Think back as far as you can to the first event in your life. An event, something that in your mind, okay, yeah. Thinking back, I can think of like a hundred for me, but think of one event that, think of it, tell me when you got it. I don't know if you want me to talk about it because I feel like this event, like, it's pretty huge. Was it? Okay, okay, all right. Well, you got your event. Yeah, but I want you to talk about yours first. Hold cause... on, hold on. I'm doing that, doing an exercise. Okay. You got that event in yeah. your brain? Okay. Now think about the story behind that event. Okay, I did. Okay, you know the story? Yeah. How much of that story would you say is accurate? 100%. Really? You're talking about a, a mon- monumental event yep. Something in that's my still- life yep. that happened, and it's accurate, and it still sticks to today? You think 100% the story behind that is 100% accurate? Yeah, because it's still happening. So, when it comes to stories, you know what they're made up of? What? Assumptions. Oh, boy. How accurate would you say assumptions are? It makes an ass out of you and me. Well, yeah, we're donkey. Okay. Um, (laughs) Right, right. Okay. So, with that knowledge... Okay. Um, my uncle's calling me right now. <laughs> yeah. With that knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, those stories that you made, um, how much of that story in your head would you say is truth or a lie? It's all truth. Okay. So the story that you, okay, how much of it is positive or negative? It's all positive. 100% truth, positive truth? Yeah, because it was only up from there. Okay, well, no, we're just talking about the event, right? Yeah, the event was 100% truth, 100% positive, 100% on the up and up, and 100% benefiting for me. Okay, that's good. See, and that's that's something unique because for, for some people, events yeah, but become... However, know, the event that I'm thinking of doesn't happen... For everybody. It happens to some. Right. And there's right. other people, but not everybody. And, and even those who went through an event like me, uh, it didn't work out. Okay. Uh, it probably might have been negative. For some people. Yeah. But for you, you, you take it as a, as a positive. Oh, for sure. Truth. <clears throat> truth was the basis for the story that you developed, right? Mm-hmm. As, a, as a kid, right? How old are you at this time? Six. Six years old. Dang. Okay. Okay. That's a mm-hmm. young age. 
All right. So with all those things, you know, we have events, we, we create stories in our minds, right? That's how story, that's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. How much of that story would you say has influenced your beliefs? You know, like your fundamental beliefs that mm. things are, are subconscious. Like you, you, you just, you believe that this, like if it was a person, you, it made you believe people are what blank or people are good. Okay. So you know what um, I'm saying? You see, you're picking it up. Was 100%. it a person? Was yeah. it people? Or was it was it the thing? same person that caused this event. A hundred percent. I'm believing. Oh, you scratched it. Scratched the wound. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. So then with that the belief that came out of that would you say that that is 100% truth or positive or are there I would some say lies? what I took out of that um, not out of the person that gave it to me but the outcome of everybody else around did the outcome happen right away yeah for me but it was for those around you that you that you can think of um well I don't know if I'm thinking of this the right way um i would say the outcome of what the the event and the person involved in the event instilled in me was that everything if you do something a certain way you get the certain result yeah and so i would say out of that 85% of what that was instilled in me was probably true. True and positive. You think? <clears throat> but I think a lot of it was probably said to keep a happy lifestyle and that, um, so it could potentially have had, they wanted it to, to it. be a hundred percent, but it wasn't a hundred percent, but they didn't want to tell me that at the time because that could potentially be devastating to a six year old. To a six-year-old, to a teenager, to a 20-year-old, to a 30-year-old going into their 40s. Yeah, they want to believe that. Well, they want to believe that people are good. And uh, as long as you're good to people, people will be good to you. So the reason I put an 85% on that is because in my experience that hasn't been a hundred percent true you can be good to some people and they're not going to be good back to you right right um but they wanted to instill in your mind that you just got to keep being good to people and they will be good to you so you keep trying but i don't think that's going to work out a hundred percent of the time how often do you think that got you into trouble uh, 95% of my <laughs> 95% of the time right I guess with that little exercise without going into details you know hopefully we didn't lose anybody there if there's anybody listening um, you know it goes to show it how little it takes if there's a, a, a little seed of lie that you believe or anything along those lines from an event to your story to how it affected your beliefs I think it gets exploited mm -hmm. you know and it's by the enemy you know mm -hmm. 
because I've seen it time and time again <clears throat> in my own my own reflection of those events mm-hmm. right where it's like okay how much of that positively affected me okay I could say I can give it a high percentage like you mm-hmm. but how much of that was a lie and it affected me negatively you know a lot of the choices I've made for me come off of those events and those stories right mm-hmm. and it it just it laid out the battlefield right mm-hmm. where your life is at so I just think that it's self-reflection man you can go deep as, as forever with it you know mm-hmm. and until you really dissect it that way mm-hmm. with the, the the truths and the lies you can't really ever what's the word I'm looking for discern yeah I mean it, it's something that's always there right yeah and it and it can and if it is rooted in truth and and positivity then yeah it can be a beneficial thing but I think a lot of people for myself personally were those little lies, mm-hmm. you know, will stay with you forever. Mm-hmm. For example, for me to get, to get into detail, you know, and I, I was held back in first grade. I remember it vividly. I have a story behind it. I know exactly how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. I know where it led me. You know, I wasn't the star student. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I feel like, you know, a lot of those negative thoughts about myself was like, well, I couldn't even graduate first grade with all my friends. I had to make new friends. And all of my friends I made after are lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. The type of friends that you call after four years and it's like you just saw them yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, there was positivity that came out of it, but those kind of that mentality was like, man, I'm, I'm never going to stack up. I ain't never going to be rocket scientist. You know what I mean? Like you're like your childhood, you're mm-hmm. almost, you get that defeat, but you become stronger in other realms. You know what I mean? Like a hard worker mm-hmm. always had that, you know, I was raised with that. I, family was like that. Yeah. But I never, never was like, Oh, I can make it I uh, educationally. Like I can skyrocket into college. And I grew up in a family full of uh, successful businessmen yeah uh everybody literally entrepreneurs everybody yeah for the most part um those who stick out in my mind that uh had great things happen to them i had an uncle that won the lottery whoa um how much was it when he won it four million dollars and it was back when you got the cash or annuity he chose annuity so he got a check for a long time like 75,000 a year what's annuity it means that you opt not to get the big the they take the lump sum yeah you opt to have them pay you every year until it's out so you would get like $75,000 a year dang is that that taxable well I I don't know that you claim it on your taxes legalities of it all but so I always had the mindset of if you just try something then you'll be successful and I guess there's the lie in that belief but that wasn't somebody that instilled that in me that was from the outside looking in right right like 
oh, I this is genetics. This is how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in my family does this, so I'm going to do that. Right. Um, I don't need to try hard because it's just fundamentally there. It's genetics. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave school and I'm going to have a business. Or I'm going to be lucky. Right, right. Uh, well, 40 years is about <laughs> approaching and I've had none of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been blessed because I had on... family members <laughs> that were business owners that chose to... Uh, <laughs> You know, faithfully employ me. Yeah, how it depends on how you define luck, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when it comes to that, my entire childhood was based on success. So growing up, I didn't have a single aunt or uncle or somebody who, well, I can't say I had one, but um, they, they, everybody was married. Everybody had a family. Everybody was successful in their business or what I defined as success. Right, right. And so I thought, this is a no-brainer. I'm going to get through school. I'm just going to skate through it, and I'm going to have a family, and I'm going to have success. And so that's what I aimed for. And uh, How much work do you think you put in? A lot. And I put everything into my first girlfriend was going to be my wife. Right. Right. And we're going to have a family. Those are like absolutes, right? Yeah. And so I just really drilled it into that, doing it, not the biblical way and not under the umbrella of God or any of that. I just said, I'm going to take the reins. I'm going to do this. And it failed. Yeah. That stung (sighs) failed. But then I thought of some of my family that, well, they've been divorced once or twice. They failed. So let me just try again. <laughs> the next one, put all your chips in. Like if you're playing Texas, hold them. I'm all in. And somebody else drew the straight aces or a royal flush. And I'm like, ah, oh. and all I had was a, you know, a king of hearts, a king of hearts. Or if I, uh, you know, whatever it is. And okay well all right well there's somebody in my family that's been married three times so let me try this again and then i got a little taste of it and uh got married and i thought this is it Mm -hmm. this is it maybe i was just too you know running out too fast but now i'm in my 20s this is the way life is supposed to go uh i already had a daughter and uh she was three or four and i'm getting married now and we can be a family and i can have more fit kids and i'll be a young dad and we'll be a happy family two years into it i'll come home to divorce papers and mm. and that's when life really kicked me in the chest and and i'm like oh, i didn't want to be anything of my past you know oh my god and then that just did the downward spiral, spiral. but i still yeah. had the let's try again and try again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. You never quit. No, I never quit. And then it wasn't until I gave up. Found my faith in the middle of a storm. Uh, accepted Christ while I was still being an idiot. Yeah. Continued yeah. to be an idiot for a couple of years as I accepted Christ. And, you know, I hope they were paying my guardian angels overtime, but. Uh, 
it was not pretty even after that but uh, I there was always then once Christ was involved the Holy Spirit settled in and said okay and then it was always that little thing in the back of my head like you're an idiot what are sure you, you doing do that yeah you're you're stop so like you've done this before bud oh you don't know why you're sad <laughs> look what you did last night dummy um and uh went through a few more years of chaos yeah but still believing in the in the dream and uh, once I fully was like, you know, I know pastors will be like, I hate it when people say stuff like Jesus, take the wheel. Like, that's not biblical. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did. And now I'm married with a well, almost 40 uh, with a with a two year old. You're still young, on bro. Two, yeah, no, I get it. But if you if I had to go back and say, and you tried so hard from 16, 17, 18, 19. Sounds like from six, maybe. No, from six. I didn't really think of it until I was uh, able to drive. Then I thought now, now was the time. The time is nigh. Now I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was wrong. But now, you know, but <laughs> yeah, 16 year old. But when I go back to when you asked the initial question of, uh, you know, the monumental event, I was six years old when my mom got married and my dad adopted me. And it wasn't until after that happened that I realized that he didn't have to do that. I didn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. The only one that I knew wasn't really nice. And I swore to myself at five and six years old, I can still remember that, that I will never call anyone dad again. And to this day, I call my dad bud. No. Did you ever call him dad? Like maybe five times in my life. Okay. He adopted me and I... And he said on our the day that we went to dinner for the adoption party, mm-hmm. he said, look, man, because all my aunts and stuff are like, he's your dad. Call him dad. Call him dad. Call him dad. And I'm like, I just met this guy. No, aunts on your me. mom's side? Uh, yeah. And uh, my dad came up to me and he said, listen, you don't have to call me dad, but I'll always be your bud. And then I'm like, okay. Nice. Yeah. So then, uh, that's been it. And, but he has done nothing but be there and still, no matter how bad I mess up. Yeah. He'll come through and be like, Hey, my mom, will straight cuss me out my dad will be like hey man like he never there's never been that like well you're not my kid yeah dude you're not you're not like that's your kid like tell my mom like he's never made me feel like that like i honestly feel like i am his yeah and he's never the only thing, like I said, the only thing that he's ever painted a picture is that if you're good to everybody, they'll be good to you. 
and that guy said you mentioned his name anywhere in this community mm-hmm. and they're like yeah he's a great guy yeah like, i don't hear stories of oh <laughs> like, it's always but, but and he's always instilled that into me and uh it's my own but he's always been had great discernment like he only surrounded himself by people that were positive yeah and I would just try to make people positive and they're like mm, nah I'm still gonna be a douche and then they would and then I'm like well then this whole being nice thing is a bunch of crap <laughs> but that was the mon- that if I had to think back on of course I could say both of my daughter's births and this and this and that but yeah, those are all events. Yeah, obviously. but the, the the major shift in my life was at six years old, and I can vividly remember that day, mm-hmm. the car that out the back seat of the car, pulling up to the courthouse, the weather outside, walking into the courthouse, yeah, the whole nine, and then coming out, and my dad saying, "You realize they you were under oath." And I'm like, because I told him I had great grades like, in school. What's oath? What's your What's your grades in school? And I'm like, they're great. And my dad was like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, they could take you to jail for lying. And I was like, oh crap. <laughs> Six year old Adam. But yeah, so a hundred percent across the board on that event. Six year old Adam turned into Tony the Tiger. They're great. <laughs> and then <laughs> in front of a judge. Other mm. things, you know, but that was the pivot, and you could always go back to that. Um, but other events in my life that I can think about, I got so many that guy that didn't that started out great, but just ended sour horribly. Yeah, no, for sure. Even the ones that I feel were horrible, but might have been for the best. Yeah, there's been a lot of those. And that's why I'll be 40 in April of next year. And that's why I want... uh, It's probably four or five years ago, probably four years. I don't remember, but I was going to... I remember Rick preaching on putting your stake in the ground. Yeah. And... uh, I think he said that Billy Graham, and I could be totally wrong about this, and I don't have to worry about the comments because there won't be any. Um, hey, someone told me. Sorry to interrupt you. Someone told me that they listened to our podcast. Tell them thanks for the thumbs up. No, it's on uh, Spotify. Oh, really? There's still a thumbs up button on And there. they told me that I absolutely love it. Who? The guy who commented. The only person that ever commented on it. Oh, that said you only respond on Snapchat? Yeah, and he's like, except nobody ever commented back to me. I'm like, yeah, we'll fix that. Adam, you need to respond to the man. <laughs> but for real, dude, he's like, he's he's told, he it was a burst of encouragement I got from him. I was like, you do? No, that's encouraging, and I'll make sure that I reach out, because if I reach out to him on YouTube now, he'll still get it. Oh, yeah. He always he said he was sitting there, and he's like, Oh, they never called Oh my back. gosh, that's been so long ago. My bad, brother. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify right now, I appreciate that because I do notice I watch the algorithms on YouTube and Facebook 
TikTok and Instagram. And then I, I have an RSS feed. So in order to get on Spotify and Apple music and all that, you have to pay a subscription to a publishing company that puts it out there. And so I pay, and it's not much. It's like 60 bucks a year. Hmm. You, you rip the MP3 off of your thing. And then I put it on there and then they send it to everywhere. All the streamings and Spotify and Apple music and all, they don't charge a lot to have it on there. So they put it out there and then I just click, you know, publish and then click out. And then I look that they have an, they have analytics and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, one day I'll click on that. And they're probably way better than everything else. Maybe, yeah. And that's where like New Zealand and Africa and, Everywhere else comes into play because that's where it's being streamed and it's not huge, but yeah, I know Spotify. I sometimes I just go on Spotify just to see our logo pop up. Like when you're on Spotify and you click through and all your favorite bands, album covers come up or Joe Rogan's picture. And then I'll type in ours and it's just a, our logo. And I'm like, and then I listen to the first 30 seconds of it and then turn like, it off like everybody else does. <laughs> no, not not this person. And then I'll go to and Amazon. We, we owe him a shirt, bro. And I'll go to Prime. Yeah, I'll go to Prime and do the same thing. Pops up our, our logo. Apple pops up our logo. Like now it went from you had to type the whole thing out, Street Smart Christian, to find it. Now you just do Streets S and then it's like, boom, it's right there. Well, so people cool. are looking it up to where it's. So, yeah, thank you to all of our audio listeners. Apparently, they like that better than looking at us. So, <laughs> I don't think everybody works. In that no, shift. but they do the same thing that we do. We put our headphones in and we go to work and yeah. and we listen. So thank you for listening. Um, and we will take care of you. Uh, but putting your stake in the ground. I uh, oh, sorry, A few years ago. Topic now. <laughs> I I I went out after I heard that sermon. I went elk hunting and I went up into the mountains and I thought I was putting my stake in the ground. Yeah. However, I didn't really understand what that meant at the time. No, I just thought I was going to put this like imaginary stake in the ground and proclaim Christ and this and that, and I'm going to go be holier than thou. And tell everybody I'm doing this and that, and everybody's just going to greet me with open arms, and it's going to be great. And but I still wanted to live my lifestyle, and that did not work out. This yeah. is before I was married too. Um, and so this year, I prayed a lot, and I said, "I'm seriously doing this now." And since I made that. You made that covenant. It's not been good for the past few weeks. Yeah. Satan's like, no, you're not. And I'm going to send my little minions after you. And I, I, I use minions lightly because minions are the little cute yellow guys. I'm like, nah. but, but no, no, yeah, there it's not easy. And I now know that I have to do this seriously. In the fire, though. And, but with that being said, 
what what does putting a stake in the ground for you look like? What does that even mean to you? When I say that I'm going to, cause I just say, I'm going to put a stake in the ground. Like that could mean a hundred million different things to you. Like I'm going to put my stake in the ground. I'm quitting my job and I'm just podcasting 24 seven. Or that could mean that I'm putting my stake in the ground and I'm done with the nonsense. Yeah. And I'm dedicating my life to scripture. Yeah. My family, my wife, to what we're doing here and I'm focusing a hundred percent on that and not on stupid stuff. I mean, I know what it means to me to make this covenant with God that says, God, you've brought me this far. Yeah. Now let me, let, let me do a solid to you, which God doesn't need me to do a solid. Yeah, yeah. God doesn't need me to do anything. Right. And I know that. But I'm like, okay. And God's like, oh, so you haven't been taking it serious this whole time? <laughs> like, no, this is me putting a stake and saying, all right, I, I got to be more of a voice. I can't be ashamed of the gospel. Street Smart Christian's whole foundation was built upon Romans 116 for I'm not ashamed of the gospel yet so many times I can't speak for you but for myself when the gospel can be presented I zip this shut mm. and I say well hopefully some I'll pray for him same bro so the foundation of street smart Christian was founded upon Romans 116 for we are not ashamed of the gospel. And so I got to walk that out a lot more and I've got to be a better husband. I've got to be a better father mm -hmm. to both of my daughters and guiding them closer to Christ instead of just hoping they'll figure it out. Uh, I got to be a better husband of being a leader in my home and not my wife being the one. Yeah, it starts at the home, right? Yeah, so I got to go, and I'm not saying that, oh, well, I'm just going to be lazy up until I get to the mountains and pound this in the ground. Like, this is not yeah. something that I went home and built this golden stake, and once it's in the ground, lightning's going to strike. It's going to be like that movie Powder where I just fall face into the water, and it's like, hey. I don't know if I remember that, but Wait, I get what you're saying. But it's got to be... <laughs> life-changing and yeah. it's scary and i i mean it's not gonna be easy right but i know i gotta do something for myself because what i'm doing now isn't working and i've been blessed with everything that's been presented to me and in a sense you know i feel like i'm half assing it to my people out there that know what we're talking about I think everybody knows what that means. I know, but that's not usually the terminology in most Christian podcasts. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's real, and that's what we're about. It's real. I want to focus more on this podcast being about two guys that are just like everybody else. Yeah, transparency, bro. Instead of trying to be like the other Christian podcasts that have been scripted and, and well-versed. And they're like, well, Trump, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, how did that go? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, 
Cause yeah. it's not easy doing this, what we're doing on social media. It's not easy doing this on YouTube. Everybody that we look up to and follow are not Christian podcasts are not. And they're very successful. And I think we base a lot, we hang our hat on like, well, why aren't we? Mm-hmm. Well, because they hated Christ first. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's time for this podcast to step it up. We're going to ruffle a few feathers. Uh, We're going to get into some more controversial topics. Yeah. Because, I mean, at this point, we can't go any further down. We gained one more follower on YouTube, though. Nice. We were at 400. Now we're at 401. Yeah. I don't know where they came from, but shout out to you. Shout out. Um, But you can't. I mean, if we're going to do this, we got to put our stake in the ground. And I'm going to put out more shorts on YouTube, uh, more things, and we're just really going to stick to biblical truth. Uh, and we're going to put our interpretation on it, which don't take us for 100% on on whatever we say. Please don't <laughs> hang your hat on our ministry, but uh, if it's something that helps you grow a relationship with Christ, follow us for this journey. Yeah. But I think that uh, we can't sugarcoat it anymore and we can't just sit here and go, well, this, this, and that. We got it. We, we're going to hit the nail on the head. That doesn't mean we're going out there to attack anybody. However, we, we're going to do what we do and they're going to like us or they're going to hate us. Probably hate us. <laughs> um, I'm leaning more on that post. Yeah. <clears throat> but the guys we look up to and the guys that we study with they they keep it 100 and they do it with love so yeah no it's important man. but I mean, yeah i think that stake in the ground and i don't know if you've ever thought about that or what that looks like in your life but uh driving that stake in the ground whether that's an actual stake that you hit with a sledgehammer i don't know just keep thinking about food when you say steak. Yeah, I got to take a steak up there, too. Oh, bro. I don't know. I, I mean, one of the biggest things I've wrestled with my entire life, uh-huh. because I've, I've known Christ since a young age, you know, I, you know, I knew I knew of him. I didn't yeah. give myself to him until I was 20, yeah. 26 years old last or whatever, year. you know, like that wasn't last year, but... <laughs> Um, the biggest thing that it, it keeps coming up and I mean I've been doing a lot of that reflecting kind of how we started this was like going back and really trying to unpack that stuff that's just deep deep inside of you yeah. and, it, and it's an emotional thing like yeah and I when I really dig deep on that stuff man it it's deep and it and it cuts you know yeah. sometimes it cuts and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad you know but surrendering control Mm-hmm. has always been something, you know, that I've wrestled with. You know, I'm very, you know, I'm stubborn, obviously. And so that's you where me I mean? and you differ. I like somebody to have, hmm, how do I say this without, like I like to be in control of some things, but the ultimate thing, I like somebody to tell me what to do. 
And when somebody's not I think, there, to I think tell I me want what that to do? too. But I never really I, I pushed against it so much that I'm like, and I never have. I, I that's where my downfall was is, I, somebody else take the wheel. And that has got me into a lot of trouble. But yeah, I I was a follower a lot of the time, though I thought I was a leader. I, I mean, wanted somebody else to take control. So like even when I got married. I looked at it like my wife's got it all figured out. So take control. Right, right. Tell me what to do. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. You're the boss. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to be the boss. Can you please be the boss? Yeah. And it's scary. It's so scary. I mean, I'm going, I'm almost, I'm going to be 40 years old. I'm going elk hunting. I'm driving myself up there by myself, and I am terrified. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I'm like, no, nobody's going to go with me. I mean, my brothers, my mom and dad are going to be up there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like. I get it. No, I get it, dude. I, I I am I am Daniel going into the lion's den. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't. It, I mean, it's the same thing when I didn't have work for a week. Yeah. I sat at home staring at the floor like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm so into a mindset. When I go to my job, my boss tells me what to do. Yeah. When he doesn't tell me what to do. Oh. What I hope so. What I put my hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I now, get, I, I mean, get it. So the Friday morning. But see, that's surrender there too. Yeah, I know. It's, you but, know, mine is control and surrender, but yours is trust and surrender and so friday morning i have to be packed up and head out and i'm like what am i gonna listen to <laughs> i hope there's some good podcasts on there's like new new content out there and i guarantee you i guarantee you 90 percent of that drive will be in silence yeah, you better download some and i'll be like stuff no it's not because of the service it's oh. because i won't even turn it on <laughs> like i'll just be like this i can't do that dude you know how much I, I do, that? do that? I can't do it. I tried. Usually After when you I... called me out that one time, you're like, well, maybe you should just not listen to music. I'm no, like, it's... I can't do it. No, and I understand because I, I, I've told other people that, and they're like, you're a psychopath. Yeah, dude. I'm like, who am I when there's no, there's no gone, music, man? I'm like, I've gone hours and just been like, and not even in my thoughts. Well, you are, but. Yeah, but I don't remember any of them. I just sit there and I'm like. You're literally not thinking anything. I don't know why, dude. You're just serious. Wait, I am all you, so okay, serious. I'm all sure, you're thinking about is the road. Yeah, or I'm sure I'm thinking about the day, or and like breathe. What's yeah, <laughs> obviously, or what's gonna go <laughs> on tomorrow, or what? But or what's nothing, for nothing significant to where I get home and I'm like, man, I'm really glad I had that long talk with myself. Yeah, it's I, there's times. Where midway, my brain will click on and be like, you just not if been silent for this you long? You stop being so weird by yourself, dude? No. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. That's, no, yeah, I get that. And I'm like, to the point I'll turn on music and then I get annoyed with it, so I turn it back off. That's, now, dude, that's weird you say that because recently, I don't know if it's, maybe it's the type of music or something like, I like can't stand it. 
It's, but it's everything with me. Like, and oh, I have God. to change it until I find a song and then I'm like, okay. And then I'm good. But there's like these times where I'm like, I used to listen to this song on repeat. And now, yeah. I'm, oh, I for sure. I do that all the time. But then there's times where I wake up first thing in the morning, uh, brush my teeth, get dressed, and then go out to do chores. And I got to put my headphones in uh, and then turn on Spotify. And I'd be singing out loud kind of dancing to myself and then I get in the car and it's silent. You turn it off? Yeah. Well, I turn it off when I go back in the house, obviously, because people are want to talk to me. Yeah. I put my headphones back in their charger and then I get in the car and drive to work and I'm like, my way home or sometimes I'll put a podcast on. You're on the phone a lot. You talk to people a lot. I talk to you and my wife. Really? Yeah. And my mom, sometimes. That's it. Only on Tuesdays. That's it. In the mornings, my boss will call. That's it. I'll call Al, tell him what time to be at work. I don't have a lot of conversations from point A to point B. Hmm. When I drive to elk hunting on Friday, my brain will go, Kevin's at work. My wife is at work. My mom is driving her and my dad are, so they're not, they don't have service or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I won't talk to anybody for three and a half hours. You would talk to God maybe. Yeah. But then I'll put a podcast on and the podcast could be two hours and 33 minutes. I'll remember what they said at the end. Thanks for tuning in. And then, and I'm like, what did they even say? What was that even about? It's just noise. It's just, now you're starting to sound like the kids down in youth group. Yeah. Well, it's just like, uh, but then there's things that really catch my attention. And then, yeah, I really focus on what they said. And, But music, any, there's a time and a place for me now where it used to be music was my whole world. Like right. it had to be playing twenty four seven. And now it's extremely like, influential. On your emotions. Eh, now I need eh, what? Like when I take a shower, I put Spotify on. I have Bluetooth speaker speaker in my bathroom and sing it in the shower. Nah, but I'll <laughs> I'll put something on. And Spotify is good about putting playlists together about your mood and Yeah. <laughs> I used to put it'd be loud and then I'd get out of the shower and get dressed and my mother in law's in the kitchen like You listening to like yeah, because everybody <laughs> in the house could hear it the for paper sure. Thin walls. So now I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, like I'm gonna turn it down a little bit. Yeah. I'll turn the slip knot down and I know the other night when uh, I think Jack's taking a bath. I don't know if it was a shower, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll put music on the Bluetooth speaker because I don't do it during the morning because my hands still sleep, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the song came on because, you know, Jack's, he has a playlist and he he's added almost all the songs to it. Mm-hmm. Some of those are pretty, pretty cool rock mm-hmm. songs, you know? 
And my aunt's like texting me and she says something out of the blue and I'm like, whoa, what does this mean? And then I respond and I send this whole paragraph and I'm like, you know, like responding to her thing. She's like, oh, I was just kidding. I was just going off of that crazy devil music you were listening to. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, no, that wasn't. She's like, she's like, but thank you for, for that paragraph because it, you know, I... But it was, it's, <laughs> it, was, it was like, dang, yeah, maybe I need to. Yeah, because so many of those good. <laughs> oh, man, I'm thinking so many things I could text you that I hear on a good song. And you'd be like, hey, man, listen. I know you're going through something right now. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> this is not the answer. Like, hey. Like, you oh, know... no, dude, that's just this song. Let me share it with you. And I'm like, oh, that's a good song. Because I do that a lot with my wife. <laughs> so stupid. You say you you no, text her the no, lyrics of a song. No, I but, used to be like that. Yeah, but not with my wife because she doesn't. I would with somebody else because I know they listen to that and they'd be like, "Oh yeah," but she would like be like your aunt, like. I was just kidding. Yeah. So like, whoa! You've never joked with me like no, this. No. So what, what I'll do, do is I'll go in my office and I'll sit in my computer chair, and she's like, oh, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then I'll play a song on Alexa or whatever. Oh, you have Alexa in your house? Yeah, but I got Adam. A, I got an Alexa bubble. I ain't never coming over. What are they gonna listen to from me besides this? Russia needs this. China needs yeah, you're this. Good point. Good point. So, that, and that, Alexa gives he, me my Bible verses. He pointed at the Bible in case you guys are listening to. My, yeah, and Alexa <laughs> every morning at uh, five thirty. Alexa says, are you ready for your Bible verse? And I say, yes. Are you Alexa? And then it says a Bible verse and it says, do you want to continue with another? So yes. And then it'll do another one. But I'll tell, I'll say Alexa play, you know, this song. And my wife's just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, snuff. Have you? Yeah. Or, yeah. That one. Or, um, uh, breaking Benjamin. And Lacey's Thurm, they do uh, Dear Agony. Yeah. And I'm like, listen to this song. And she's like, oh, that was nice. And I'm like, that's my life. Well, that's sad. And Wait I'm, a second. Or Snuff or uh, anything. And she's just like, well, I'm going to go finish the dishes now. <laughs> and then I'm just like. <laughs> Sitting there and mourning. Yeah. Hey, man, what was the thing you said to me today? I loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah. For joy. Uh, pain comes in pain the night. Pain comes in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah. And so not, as much not, as I've tried to look into that and make it to what I wanted it to be. And you know where yeah. I thought of that for the first time ever was when were you in the Easter play where we all had to wear the robes the first time? No. Because, no. uh. Josh, I wasn't there when he. Was yeah, there. so that was the first time they asked me to narrate, but I wasn't off to the side narrating. Like I had to be at the pulpit and narrate. Like I was a Southern Baptist preacher, yeah, and so yeah, they really yeah, wanted me it. to. And the and that was one of the verses, and I said it, and then I was like, "Oh, this is, must be what it means," and. Stop telling people that because that's not it. 
And then I look, and then I'm like, yeah, but it has to be. But then you read. It's not even spelt that way. And I'm like, oh. well, yeah. But. But it's a spin on it. I mean, it's so, not, not yeah. that you're changing so this anything. This is my perspective. This lay, is not biblical doctrine. This is not theology. This lay is not the them. hermeneutics. Lay it on them. But pain comes in the night. You're hurt. You're down. You get it out. And you're crying. And you're mourning. And through that all, joy will shine through. Get it out there. And joy will come. Everybody always says, you can only go up from here. You can only blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. You can't do that if you sit sulk and sour. And you just hold it all in. Let it out. And there will be joy through the tears. There will be a light through the darkness. There will be light. There will be joy in your mourning. And right now, uh, Reformed Wiki's like, and you do not want to listen to them ever again. It took a man 10 years to dig out of this prison. <laughs> <laughs> took Andy to frame only one year. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's something in that because, yes, okay, in the morning, you know, you get through the night. The morning, there's light. But when you talk about mourning, you know, you lose a loved one. If you do not mourn them. Yeah. And you do not let that natural process come through and you stuff it down. It'll come out whenever. Yeah. And it, and in and those situations, it doesn't come out <coughs> conveniently. Yeah. You could be in the middle of a presentation at work or doing whatever, and then you just break down. You know what I mean? So if you don't let your body process the pain that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. It'll do it for you mm-hmm. eventually. And and that could be Christ-led. I mean, the Holy Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, that could be pushed out at the perfect timing because everything with God is perfect timing. But for someone that doesn't have that, you know, the, the belief or the trust in Christ or the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, and I think everybody can agree that in those moments when you stuff that stuff down, because the world tells you to do that. Don't mm-hmm. share your feelings, especially men. Don't share your feelings. You'll You'll come across weak. And then it happens... When you're hanging out with your bros and they're like, bro, what? You, sissy. you know what I mean? And it's like, you have to just, you have to accept stuff. Yeah. And, and the, that pain that you go through and those pain, that moments that cause that with Christ, they're all good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good, but pain is something that is good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, 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 there's so much you can take from that. And if you run from the pain, it'll always catch up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't know. I think it's powerful. That stuck with me today. When you said that over the phone, I'm like, man, that's really cool. I like that, that take on it because I've seen it on a meme. Hey man, I'm just kidding. No, I oh. that, that said that for a couple of years and yeah, it's good. Kept it quiet for a little bit. Cause some guys were like, mm. um, are you able to read? Are you a heretic? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean it it all and turns back to God. Well, and I don't I don't say that is biblical doctrine. No. I'm not changing the verse and what it really means. We need it's to just taken what away. I feel. No, and there's 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 value in that. And that's know? not hermeneutics. That's not the truth of that verse, but what's hermeneutics? Truth, biblical truth. What? Who's Herman? 
He was a nudist. <laughs> That's a cool word. I'm going to use that. I heard it on a couple of times. I say, I say, Steve said it once. Too. Big words at work to try and sound more photosynthesis. I do that all the time and it makes me sound like an idiot. Yeah, oh, I do too. I always. I don't even know how I. Oh, yeah. Herman. Hermeneutics. Nudics. Dictionary. A branch of knowledge that deals with interpretation, especially of the Bible and its literally literary texts. Whoa. So what the verses say, what they mean. Hermeneutics. Is Hermeneutics. It Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics. New ticks, sorry. Oh, boy. Ticks? Yeah, let's just hermeneutics. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I said hermeneutist, and you were like, this ain't dicks or (laughs) ticks. Don't worry, I'll bleep that out. Oh, yeah, can you bleep that? Oh, for sure. You guys just bleep, 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 bleep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. Well. Adam's got to pee. If you didn't, now you do. <laughs> we love everybody. Yeah, no. Shout out like, to Like, share, and comment, and subscribe. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to talk about it, be about it. Yeah.